guys, this is Leva Bates. This is Rich Bokini. This is Steve Young. Teddy Stigma, the world's worst role model. E-F-F-Y-F-E. This is Holiday. This is El Serpentigo. The princess of pro wrestling, SoCalVal. And we are the Ugly Ducklings. And you are listening to the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle, the whole Reffin Show. And now... The wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. The whole reffin show. Hello, hello, hello. Hashtag dear listeners. Welcome back to the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. The whole reffin show. And my name is Darren Beasley. And my name is Perry Smith. And we are the hosts with the most, and by most we mean the most enthusiasm, the most dying, desperate need to reach out to each and every one of you to tell you about all the hashtag Wrestle News and Wrestle Views. So much so that we've done it 120 times. That's right. It's episode 120. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. 120 times have Darren and I been the hosts with the mosts. And uh, I hope to one day get uh, Donnie Most on the show. That way we will literally be the hosts with the most. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Can we please arrange that? You live in Hollywood. Well, you know he's not doing anything, so I think literally you can just email him at donnymost at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. Donnymost. Donnymost51 at (laughs) gmail.com. He's not even the only Donnymost. No, he's the 51st. Uh, There's probably an underscore in there somewhere. Let's let's be honest. But uh, that's right, Darren. 120 episodes, and this one has got plenty... On it, we got plenty on the plate, baby. We totally do. It's been a bad, bad, bad run of weeks, and so already again, we've got the unfortunate task of uh, presenting to you uh, a, a death from the wrestling world, and then we'll get into that before too long. We got some news about Jim Ross and his announcing future, and uh, so Will Ospreay and Zack Saber Jr. Beware. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag never forgets. Hashtag never forget. <laughs> Tommaso Champa goes in for neck surgery. And before we talk about Fastlane, that road to WrestleMania, we've already got news about next year's WrestleMania. And after we talk about that, though, we will be in the Fastlane as Perry and I will be going head to head. Head to head. With our fast lane predictions, it is the last stop. I guess you're not stopping. It's the it's the last <laughs> it's, thoroughfare. It's the last keep going until it's WrestleMania. The, <laughs> the last thoroughfare uh, on the way to New York slash New Jersey. Why don't they just call it New Jersey? I don't know why they just stop it. No. I don't want to get. I don't want to get. I don't want to get into my whole Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim debate, but just call it New Jersey. No, I, that, that's totally fine, Darren. Totally fine. 
So we've got all of this to talk about. We've got all of the matchups, and they're really setting the stage there for WrestleMania 35 or WrestleMania Statue of Liberty Head, whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> but before we can talk about any and all of that, you know we got to cover those headlines. Dear listeners, as I mentioned earlier, it is the unfortunate task that Perry and I have at this time to announce the news of the death of King Kong Bundy. We always hate when we have to release uh, the bad news of the passing of someone from the weird, wild, wonderful world of wrestling. And King Kong Bundy is one of those people that both in his literal size and his metaphorical representation, the symbology of what King Kong Bundy was, was so much bigger than the world of professional wrestling and really entertainment in general. Um, King Kong Bundy passed away this past week at the age of 61. King Kong Bundy is one of those wrestlers that, well, first of all, I can't believe he was only 61. And 61 is just young enough to say that you've left us too soon, King Kong Bundy. We hate to see you go. And uh, we're very sorry to hear of your passing. At this time, it is unknown his cause of death, or at least it has not been released to the public. Uh, nevertheless, King Kong Bundy, like I said, he he represents wrestling. He's one of those that I've always said he it's like the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal, or Bam Bam Bigelow, um, or you know Andre the Giant or Hulk Hogan. Someone that's like you, you point at them and go, that is wrestling, not just. He is a wrestler, but that thing that's happening there is pro wrestling. And King Kong Bundy is totally one of those guys, you know, huge, round, bald, which was a conscious decision. The man did not lose his hair. And in addition to shaving his head, he shaved his eyebrows. He knew what he was doing. This guy uh, took a look. He took a gimmick. He took a shtick. And he ran with it, and he made himself into a monster. Yeah, King Kong Bundy, I mean, he's he's just one of those guys that's been around forever. And he was there during the golden age of WWF, the 80s and the 90s. Um, and uh, like you said, he really was the embodiment of a wrestler. There are a lot of guys nowadays, uh, like if you had, like, I'll just say Bobby Roode as an example, like him out and about wearing plain clothes. Someone might point at him and go, "That's a he's actually a wrestler. And you go, oh, okay, that normal-looking guy uh, wearing clothes? Sure. If you pointed to King Kong Bundy and he was out and about and said, that guy's a wrestler, I would absolutely believe it. Like, I mean, that guy looks like a freaking wrestler. He looks uh, like a guy from that era of wrestling where everyone looked like him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> to, 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 I mean, to be a big man among other big men, King Kong Bundy was one of the bigger men. Uh, for those of you who are big fans of the uh, the TV show Married with Children, uh, the Bundys were named after King Kong Bundy because the creators were big fans of wrestling. Not only that, the neighbors were named the Rhodes for, well, obvious reasons, Dusty Rhodes. Um, so there's that. King Kong Bundy it, it even actually had a couple of appearances on Married with Children. He actually appeared twice on the show, playing different characters every time. Um, so a little, little bit of fun trivia there for you. Uh, but uh, as far as wrestling goes, I mean, he's he's one of the greats. I don't know too many people who have anything bad to say about King Kong Bundy. Um, a lot of people very sincerely saying goodbye on their Twitter accounts to the big man. 
And uh, yeah, 61. I, I, I thought for sure he was older than that, like you said, but I guess that's the, that might be one of the benefits of being bald your whole life is it makes it hard to tell. Much like, you know, Steve Martin, who had white hair for such a long time, it was really hard to tell when he was actually getting older. So there's that. Uh, that's very true. I, uh, it's not that, it's not that he looked or seemed older. It just felt like he should be older. Sure, sure. Uh, because at 61, I mean, Raw last week was celebrating Ric Flair's 70th birthday. So you got to think, Ric Flair is almost 10, 10 years older than King Kong Bundy. And it, to really put that into perspective, think about how young Bundy really was in the 80s. Sure. And, I mean, that he was very young to be main eventing WrestleMania 2 in that steel cage match against Hulk Hogan. And so not only his age, but just what he had accomplished in the industry at that age is very, very cool to look back on wrestling history now and think, wait a minute. WrestleMania one is, is, is that big a deal? First of all, with that main event, including Piper and the whole rock and wrestling connection, WrestleMania three is arguably the biggest match of all time. The main event, Hulk Hogan and Andre, the giant and sandwiched in the middle, the sophomore effort of WrestleMania King Kong Bundy was in the main event against Hulk Hogan. Now that is one hell of an accomplishment. Sure. Uh, now, now his follow-up act, King Kong Monday at WrestleMania three was, uh, you know, also memorable, but for very different reasons. Uh, the six man tag with King Kong Bundy and two midgets. And we're talking about wrestling. So we can still use the word midgets <laughs> versus hillbilly Jim and two midgets. And, um, you know, it's not often you get to say Little Beaver uh, as often as <laughs> Turpa and Gorilla Monsoon get to when calling that match. But, you know, King Kong Bundy was was everywhere. I mean, he was back uh, as part of the Million Dollar Corporation, the Million Dollar Survivors Series team, um, because if you think about it, he was still very young then. Yeah. And yet he seemed like he was an old timer coming back, you know, as kids, when we saw him come back in the nineties, we were like, Oh man, blast from the past. And he was like 32. <laughs> like, hey, this is wrestling, Darren. People get old fast in this business. You know, it's sad to see him go. Uh, we obviously had not seen him in a wrestling ring with any spotlight uh, of any kind in quite some time. Nevertheless, what he meant to the business was something very important. Like I said, anytime somebody can transcend the business uh, while simultaneously embodying it, uh, that's one hell of an accomplishment. Not a lot of people reach that level in whatever their profession is. Uh, and King Kong Bundy certainly did that in, in pro wrestling. Certainly. And with a, uh, a, a tearful goodbye, we say uh, RIP to King Kong Bundy. A very fond farewell, and of course, uh, best to the friends and family of uh, the 61-year-old Goliath. A little bit of news here about Jim Ross and his future. Apparently, he is not re-signing with WWE. 
Um, apparently, he is going to be signing a multi-year deal with AEW uh, to do their commentary. So, Will Ospreay and uh, Zack Sabre Jr., <laughs> you might want to watch out. Hashtag never forget. I can't. You know what? I really can't wait. AEW is the kind of company that will have those guys. No, I, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just can't wait for the... <laughs> I can't wait for the AEW show where Zack Sabre Jr. fights Will Ospreay and Jim Ross literally explodes on camera. <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I looking at? Oh my God, Mama, this is the same man. It's impossible. <laughs> it's twin magic. Uh, so Jim Ross going to, going to no, AEW. I um, it, it's uh, it's Jim Ross. He he's he's done a great job for. For, I should say decades calling wrestling, but when you're starting AEW up, and it's a bunch of new talent, and 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 again every single day this is becoming more and more WCW startup. Every single announcement is like, "Are you sure you want to do that? Are you sure you want to do that?" Um, and now Jim Ross, former WCW commentator, uh, is now about to do commentary for AEW. So it's just like, oh, okay, let's just uh, let's just go find Bill Watts and get him involved. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why the hell not at this point? So I mean, well, if, if if they're if they're giving mo- if they're giving money to Jim Ross that competes with WWE money, then that's also an example of like, okay, you're wasting too much money just to have these names. Yeah, at this point, Cody Rhodes kind of like getting all of his buddies on board, and that's costing millions of dollars to the cons. So already it seems like they're not making the smartest business decisions. I would try to run this organization about a year with as little as I could to see what's happening, You know how much money I'm making before I go ahead and sign people to multi-year contracts. Let's start with one. How about that? Let's just do one year. Well... You're not wrong. You're absolutely not wrong. And from a business perspective, I agree 110%. But I have to say, as a wrestling fan, and as one half of the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle, clearly the uber fan in me gets very excited by the fact that somebody's guaranteeing that AEW is going to be around for multiple years because in the grand scheme of things, WCW was around for about a decade. That's it. Right. Now, when you think about WCW and the fact uh, that it was kind of just, just more NWA and it was kind of the, the bastard child of, um, you know, Mid-Atlantic and uh, Jim Crockett promotions and championship wrestling from Florida and Georgia championship wrestling. It seems like it was so much bigger and longer and that there were threads that were, that were continued. But when you think about just actual Ted Turner, WCW, and you think about, you know, uh, all the screw-ups in those first couple of years and then Bischoff, you're really, you're talking about very little over a decade. So when you talk about multiple years, you automatically mean more than two. So let's say you even only mean three. Let's be super conservative and say by multi-year, you mean three years. That's one third of the life of WCW, man. (laughs) That's, 
that's half the life. That's half the life of ECW. I mean, that's incredible. That's enough to get very excited about. That's enough to say, even if we only get three years of AEW, even if it crashes and burns, which we hope it won't, but even if it does, we're going to have a whole hell of a lot to watch. It's going to be a spectacle, win, lose, or draw. Certainly. But, like I said originally, just, you know, maybe ease off on the old blood there, Cody Rhodes. Uh, You're not wrong. You're that, not wrong. But that's my only criticism there. I mean, devil's that's advocate. Actually, the, the devil's advocate, Darren. You know, just saying. Sure, no, for sure. Especially but, a guy who is nowhere near as good as he used to be, Darren. Especially Jim Ross. Especially right. Jim let's, Ross, sure. Yeah, let's not, let's not even kid about that. Jim Ross, it, you know... The old gray mare, she ain't what she used to be. <laughs> wow. Now, Jim Ross is still a good commentator. Again, it, to me, it is more just like you're starting something brand new that's got a cast of characters from different organizations. So you want to have, you're going to have to make something that's, you know, yours and no one else's, something that really sets you apart. But you're just Frankensteining pieces from other organizations to make your monster. So it looks like, looks like this is just like an ROH. New Japan show, like all, you know what I mean? Like you're going to have to set it apart somehow. Right. But I know what you're saying, but think about, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, Jim Ross may be an attempt to stamp some legitimacy on top of that Frankenstein because the announcing was by far the weakest part of All In. Sure. Because All In had no weak parts. It, except the commentary. So it had to be the weakest because it was the only weak link. And it was not only weak, it was weird. It was <laughs> not good. Right. Like, other than, uh, didn't we have a match that where we had guest commentary from Dalton Castle? Like, other than that, that was a big, big mess. Like, I know that the wrestling world, or I don't even know that the wrestling world loves Ian Riccoboni, but somebody does. And, uh, but I just don't think he's, I guess maybe looking at it now, you, the, the young bucks maybe, and, uh, and Cody Rhodes say, are, are thinking we've got to have somebody in there that really represents quality, like the immediate recognizable quality. But with that in mind, you know who I'm going to go to over Jim Ross and that's Tony Schiavone. Right. I was going to say Rich Bokini, hashtag front of the show, but that's fine, Darren. That's fine. But we are on the same on the same page. We just named the announcers for MLW. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you add Shivani for that immediate eye grab, that immediate sure. ear grab. Then you put Rich Bokini in there for the man who has his thumb on the pulse of uh, the wrestling world. Uh, of course. As well as what is, you know, hip and young and cool, because that's who Rich Bokini is. <laughs> right. <laughs> we love you, Rich. We love you, Rich. Stop busting up bulls. Uh, <laughs> so, good news for Jim Ross. Uh, a guaranteed contract with lots and lots of money uh, and probably a very low work schedule, especially compared to something like WWE. And again, I'm not even, not even aware of what capacity Jim Ross is with the company and what he's you know, it's not like they're having him fly to town to town every week. I mean, I doubt he's doing much. But 
I don't remember the last thing that he did do. Right, and he's still doing New Japan commentary under the contract of WWE, so that's very bizarre. But anyway, uh, more on that as AEW, again, uh, finally shows up on television uh, in 30 years, it seems. Uh, that Sooner, not later, as Rhino would say. Some good news for Tori Wilson. She is going to the Huff. Let's go to the Huff. That's right, Tori Wilson, the latest to be inducted into the WWE Class of 2019 Hall of Fame. Going in alongside the likes of Honky Tonk Man, we found out last episode, as well as Degeneration X. Uh, a lot of people not happy with Tori Wilson going in. I'm very curious to know how you feel about that, Darren. Well, how do I feel about it? I feel that it's weird that she's going in. I'm not <laughs> Whoa! I'm not against it. Right, I'm not right, against right. it. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it. I just uh, please put China in by herself. That's all you got to do. Just put China in. Then you can start. You can just back up the dump truck and just start piling them in. Okay, here comes Tori. Not Tori Wilson, the other Tori. Here comes <laughs> Jillian Michaels. Why does it have to be a dump truck? I don't understand why it has to be that. But I, 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 I see what you mean. I see what you mean. You want to get people in who mean a bit more to the sport. Not that Tori Wilson doesn't mean anything to the sport. Because um, I I mean, her going in, it seems kind of soon. Because when I think of people going in the Hall of Fame, I think about like older people going in. Like, he is, he is you know, here's highlights of them in their heyday. And they're young and in great shape. And now... Here they come now, and it's they're like, ah, thank you for this. Oh my god! Whereas Tori Wilson still looks amazing, so it's kind of oh, like, Tori is she still in her twenties? This is way too soon. So I get that, but at the same time, Tori Wilson is someone who also existed in WCW. Like she's been right. there. She she was in WCW and the and the best of times and the worst of times as well. Um, and she she existed quite a bit in the, the world of WWE, wrestling as well, when the women's wrestling wasn't quite there yet, but she tried her best. But also just being a, a, you know, a face in the world of wrestling, involved in a lot of angles. She was a manager for you know, a lot of people, valet, whatever you want to say. So she was going to go in eventually, but I understand why you would say get someone in like China first and then Tori Wilson. Because Tori Wilson's not going anywhere. Oh, God, now that I said that, something horrible is going to happen for you, Wilson. Please don't let that happen, Lord. Uh, she seems so nice. But, uh, no, I understand why people are upset why she's going in maybe now, ahead of people who should be going in before her. But, again, I, I, won't, I won't take anything away from her. She, she has contributions to World of Wrestling. Exactly. Uh, anybody who their resume includes... Monday Nitro during the Monday Night Wars period. And you got to think about the fact that she, uh, wasn't she married to Billy Kidman in real life? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they were married. Okay. Yeah. So she's married. She was, you know, she was on the arm of Kidman in WCW. She was uh, on the arm of Shane Douglas in WCW. Um, she feuded in various capacities with Stacey Keebler. Uh, you know, Tori Wilson was everywhere in WCW. In fact, she was so WCW that when she came to the WWF, I was like, 
Nah, she reeks of WCW. She'll never last. Right. And she did. She actually lasted and became a very WWF-feeling character by the time uh, she left. And, you know, she still pops up every two or three years for one night uh, just to remind us that she is like the portrait of Dorian Gray and uh, there's no aging happening there. Right, right. That's what's so remarkable, and I think that's why, well, why are they putting this young woman in? Dude, she ain't young. Like, she's been a pro for a quarter of a century. You know, and that's hard to believe. <laughs> when you use those terms, it always makes someone seem like they're way older than they are. But I, I see what you're saying, yes. So, good, you know, congratulations. I mean, suffice it to say, I don't know if I would have picked her for the class of 2019, but more power to her. I think she's a great lady. I think that she... Uh, is an inspiration uh, to people in terms of fitness goals. Um, I certainly enjoyed uh, uh, watching her as a teenage boy. And, uh, you know, so there'll always be a place, uh, there'll always be room for the Tory Wilsons of the world in my heart. So, hey, you're, you're going to the Hoff and, and good for you. So that is good for Tory Wilson. Not so good for Tommaso Ciampa, though. I mean, not her being inducted, but because of his nagging injuries. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Current NXT heavyweight champion Tommaso Ciampa as he just underwent neck surgery. Anterior cervical fusion surgery, Darren. Unknown as to how long he's going to be out of action, but man, that's your NXT champion. Dusty Rhodes Classic is happening right now. It is not a good time for neck surgery. Not that there ever is a good time for neck surgery. Uh, no, that's true, but... Um... Not when you're mere weeks away from the biggest takeover of the year, which is WrestleMania weekend. And uh, there's no way he's ready for that, right? There's no way. Champa knows that he's got the spotlight on him right now. He knows he's, he's white hot and he knows that it won't last forever. Champa is crazy enough to go ahead and just wrestle. He might pull a, a Kurt Angle and compete with the... Uh, severe neck injuries yeah i don't know i don't know what kind of injury this is i don't know what kind of surgery this is it seemed to happen very quickly but not not so quick that it seemed like it's an emergency surgery um so it's not to say this was you know it's certainly not to say this was elective surgery um but how dangerous was it and then how dangerous is it even after rehab, neck injuries are not good. <laughs> what does this mean for, not just for TakeOver, but what does this mean for the rest of 2019? And what does this mean for the career of Tommaso Ciampa? I really mean that. Well, I mean, looking at the, the technical term for it, I mean, fusion surgery, to me, indicates that they literally fuse two things together. Not, not just put a bone back in place and don't touch it for X amount of days. So it might be something as simple as like, you now we laser this part, it's now fused together, you know, don't do anything for like a, a week or so, basically, and that's that. I mean, it, it could be, best case scenario, if, because I know this has been a nagging neck injury for Champa. so either he got some really bad news, which is like, take care of this now, or you will lose feeling in your back, or, you know, something will something bad will come of this. Um, because why would you do it now with WrestleMania only a month away? It seems like if it were 
something you can put off until later, he would have just put it off until post-Mania. Drop the belt to whoever, you know, take over Mania weekend, and then just get it taken care of. But So, I don't know. No, I agree. It, it seems like it's uh, it happened abruptly enough that this was... Uh, not again, not emergency surgery, but far from elective surgery. It was kind of a, you better get this taken care of. And with that in mind, I can't imagine your neck being injured badly enough that you need immediate surgery. And yet you're still going out and wrestling. Sure. How bad is that hurting? Like I've had some pretty severe injuries in my life. Nothing to my head or neck, but but I can imagine like the incredible debilitating pain that I've felt somewhere else in my body. If I felt that in my neck, <laughs> I'm not going to get in a wrestling ring and fall on my back repeatedly and jerk my head around pretending that I'm getting punched in the face. If my neck hurts that bad... I'd rather take real punches to the face because it would probably hurt less than jerking my body around, flailing around, trying to sell worked punches. Flailing around. Uh, is that what wrestlers do, Darren? They flail around when they're punched? They do. I guess it depends. It depends on the wrestler. No, you're right. Uh, <laughs> if it's Mr. Perfect or Scott Hall, yes. Yes, yes. Hey, they, they sold perfectly. No pun intended. Uh, so Champa got surgery done that's been taken care of. If you want to see pictures of it, they're available on WWE's website or on their social media. Uh, I don't know why they posted pictures, I guess, to prove that it really happened. Uh, so again, the future remains unclear as to what's going to happen with that NXT title. Because, I mean, not only, again, are you putting Tomasa on the shelf, potentially, that's the belt also. You know, does he hold on to the belt when he's gone? Does he relinquish it? But hopefully... The injury isn't so severe that we won't have to answer those questions and we'll just have Champa back by Mania Weekend. Speaking of Mania, Darren, we now know where WrestleMania 36 is going to be. It's going to be a short drive for you. That's right, brother. Because <laughs> WrestleMania 36, officially announced, will be in Tampa Bay, Florida. If you can see me right now, dear listeners, I'm doing the Blue Meanie dance because that's how excited I am that WrestleMania 36 will be in Tampa Bay, Florida at Raymond James Stadium on Sunday, April 5th, 2020. And I will be there with bells on. After four consecutive years of going to WrestleMania, I really, really was bummed about not making it to New York, New Jersey conglomeration festamania that is happening this year. But next year, we will make up for lost time. Uh, Perry, I hope that you can be there with me. That'd be nice. Uh, WWE certainly likes having WrestleMania in Florida. One can't help but wonder, is this their way to kind of like muscle in a bit on AEW turf? Because Florida... uh... Well, it's funny that you say that because you know one of the leading contenders for WrestleMania 36 was Jacksonville. Oh... And the problem is, they'll never be in Jacksonville now. Not until AEW shuts down. Because (laughs) the cons who own AEW own the stadium in Jacksonville. Because they own the Jaguars, they own the TA Bank Stadium uh, that the Jaguars play in. Formerly known as Everbank Field. Um, And... 
uh, wow, right? Like, I thought Jacksonville was the leading contender because it was pretty much a done deal that if it didn't go to Minneapolis, which there was a lot of people who thought that Minneapolis was going to get WrestleMania 36, and I said, ain't no way. Ain't no way are they going up there and risking snow two years in a row because snow is very possible for the upcoming WrestleMania 35 that we're going to see from New York, New Jersey. So I knew they weren't going to go with Minneapolis. So then they said it'll be Florida. Well, as soon as they said Florida, Orlando seemed to be pretty much out of the question because it was literally just there two years ago. So the leading contenders seem to be Miami again, MetLife Stadium, or the Jaguar Stadium in Jacksonville, or Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. And all signs were pointing to Jacksonville until that day that at Jaguars Stadium, AEW made their uh, their big coming out party, at which point I said, well, there goes WrestleMania in Jacksonville. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I mean, I guess they already had Florida on their mind, which is strange. They should have Georgia on their mind. Uh, people from Georgia might know that joke. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Well, I think everybody's pretty familiar with that song. Uh, okay, it's that's Georgia on my mind's only been covered thirty thousand times, so it's possible that everyone has heard a rendition of it. So yeah, uh, WrestleMania next year. Uh, we're talking about WrestleMania next year, not WrestleMania next month. Uh, is going to be in Florida. So again, Darren, good news for you. Hopefully, I can make it out there for Mania. Uh, I've only ever attended WrestleMania 33, but I enjoyed that quite a bit, hanging out with you and, and hashtag friends of the show. Uh, so that will be that. But uh, well, again, Perry, let me just say this, buddy. You only have 13 months to make it happen. So right, right, I right. I believe in you. I believe in you. I don't like to plan too far ahead, okay? My crystal ball can only see 13 days ahead. It's a very cheap crystal ball. Uh, <laughs> so again, that's WrestleMania next year, folks. We haven't even gotten to WrestleMania this year, and we're certainly not going to get there until we get into the Fast Lane, which this Sunday is Fast Lane, WWE Fast Lane, the last stop, or as I said, the last keep going uh, until WrestleMania proper. <laughs> Darren, let's figure out who's going to win this thing. Let's go head to head. Head to head. This Sunday in Cleveland, Ohio at the Quicken Loans Arena, you, if you are in attendance, will be viewing WWE Fastlane, or if you're watching on the network, I guess you can watch it that way as well. Quicken Loans Arena. I hate that all the arenas sound like brand new products. Uh, it feels like nothing has any like true meaning to it. Like I want, I want that, I want this to be like Fastlane at <laughs> at Ugg's Dinosaur Bone Emporium. <laughs> Oh my god. I don't <laughs> Oh my god. Uggs dinosaur bone <laughs> I don't want it to be corporate of any kind, even if it is Uggs Dinosaur Bone Emporium. I, I I'm with you though. Making it sound not only corporate but new is just obnoxious. It's like well, welcome to the March the eighth, two thousand nineteen dome. Right, exactly. Uh, Wait, today's March the 8th, 9th, 2000. <laughs> I know. Welcome to that dome. That, that's, that's that's dumb. Yeah, I, I don't like that. I mean, that that I guess that's it's like what uh, 
Phillips Arena used to be called the Omni or whatever. Like, it's just... It, right. it's, it's This it's corporation's really- doing well, and now we own this arena, this stadium, and it's just kind of like, hey, that old... I like the old name, just fine. The corporate sponsorship is unnecessary. Or, you can have the corporate sponsorship... Just plaster the damn company's logo on the side of the building. Put it on every single beer cup. Put it on every seat. Just but leave. Get let the stadium have some sort of destination name or descriptive name or like geographic specific name, like stadiums used to have. Like I remember. Oh my God, the one that really, really ate me alive. And it's been probably twenty years ago now that they changed it was when they changed Candlestick Park in San Francisco to, I think it was 3Com Park. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Right. You know, even the, like, I know it's a completely different stadium, but for Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta now to replace the Georgia Dome, like, the Georgia Dome, I'm sure, had its share of corporate sponsorships, but it was the, by God, Georgia Dome. Right, right, right. Meanwhile, now it's Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Well, guess where I saw WrestleMania in person last year? In New Orleans, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So now, there's multiple (laughs) ones that have the same name? There's nothing special about that, but uh, hopefully one day, fingers crossed, that means we'll see WrestleMania at Karate Fighters Stadium. Karate Fighters! Well, everything will uh, have come full circle then. <laughs> Karate fighters put a lot of money into wrestling through the early 90s, Darren. They really did. Uh, karate, between karate fighters and Snickers. Oh, man. Uh, I think that's the only thing that kept uh, Vince and friends afloat during the uh, NWO uh, dominant years. <laughs> So, enough about where this is taking place at, folks. You probably want to hear about who's wrestling at this uh, Quick and Loans arena, at this uh, this new upstart uh, arena. Um, so, kickoff fodder looks to be uh, Xavier Woods and Big E taking on Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. The interesting thing here is that they didn't say the New Day versus Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. They very specifically said Xavier Woods and Big E. So I wonder if that means there's something for Kofi Kingston to do later on in the show um, that potentially could happen, or is this because he lost his match because originally he was supposed to be fighting against Daniel Bryan in the main event, but of course Kevin Owens uh, knocked him out of that spot. Uh, so I'm not really sure what's going on there, but who do you think is going to win in this unimportant match? I, I certainly hope that uh, Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura would win. But I think that since there's, I guess they're both heels, and why are they together? So they'll they'll just sort of uh, self destruct and and two thirds of the new day, whatever you want to call them, and for whatever reason you want to call them that, will probably win this match. And I'll tell you what, man, they're not kidding. That just even not having Kofi mentioned in the same breath as these two guys, already it's like, yeah, we might have been sick of the New Day, but now I can see what happens after the New Day. It's like, here's a peek of what happens next, and it ain't pretty. They, these guys almost seem like, next thing you know, they're going to be like 
Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. Right. They'll shorten their names to just uh, Xavier and E. Uh, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be X and E. Oh my God! Now I want that to happen, Darren. Yes. Uh, no, why? Why, that to <laughs> why aren't you booking? Um, no. Also, I think political reasons. Like, here's where you here's where you give one to the boys. You know, sorry about Kofi getting knocked out of the main event, but at least you guys win your match on the show, right? So I'm, I'm going to say Woods and uh, Biggie go over on Rusev and Shinsuke uh, because I mean I like Rusev and Shinsuke. When you put them together, it's kind of like well. You know, what does this even mean? You know how much I love Shinsuke Nakamura, but WWE has done their damnedest to make me not care about him, which hurts my heart to say. Moving on, Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. This should be a really good match. This should be a really good match. This should be an extraordinarily good match. And they're advertising it as a pre-show match. Like... This should be a main event match. Sure. In another company, this is easily a main event match. This is a very good match. <laughs> what are you doing? This is the third, I think, uh, time that they're meeting in the ring together. I think it's so far they've got a victory over each other, and this might be the deciding factor, I believe. Uh, in which case, I mean, I think you need to use the older talent to push the newer guy. I think Andrade should win this one. I think he should, and I think he will, for the exact same reason that you do. Right. I just wish that he were not only Andrade now. But <laughs> Well, he went from having three names to just one name. Um, so yeah, again, well, and I just made I just made the joke about shortening names, and here's a guy that just had his name shortened. So there you go, folks. All my jokes they mean something. They all come from somewhere. I promise. Uh, hope you like tag team matches, Darren, because there's quite a few on this uh, uh, on this card. Uh, women's tag team titles being defended here: Sasha Banks and Bailey defending against Nia Jax and Tamina, someone else who suffered from having her name shortened. I know, and why would you take off the snooker part? Yeah, that's the important part. That's the reason why you're supposed to give a shit about her. (laughs) Exactly. And it's not like uh, her father was convicted of murder. He was just accused and Uh, tried for murder. But it's it's probable that he did murder someone. But anyway, uh, Tamina is not the criminal. Tamina is not the person here. No, what? I'm saying Tamina is not the one who's accused of murder on this on this show. We don't accuse anyone of murder on this show. That's no. not our job. No. That is uh, the American justice system. And it's doing just fine. <laughs> sure. So women's tag team action, Darren. Uh, it would be a crime if uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey dropped those belts to Nia Jax and Tamina. Well, you know, the jury's out, um, and I, uh, (laughs) this one's a tough one. This is, uh, you know, I'm a pretty good judge of character. Oh, Lord. So, uh, forgive Darren, ladies and gentlemen. He spent quite a few weeks uh, with his mock trial team uh, at the school that he uh, currently teaches at, and uh, so he's got, he's got all sort of judgy judge stuff on the brain and court stuff. Uh, all the court puns that will be coming out of this man, I can't wait to hear. Um, well, you already heard most of them, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, no objection here, okay? So, <laughs> sustain your disbelief. <laughs> uh... oh, God. 
It gets better and better. Ah, does it? Sasha Banks and Bailey just won those tag team belts in the Elimination Chamber, and now they're defending them against Nia Jax and Tamina. Do they drop them immediately only to get them back at Mania? Do they hold on to them so it means more and we'll see what happens at Mania? I think they hold on to them and we'll see what happens. I completely agree. We Yay. need Sasha and Bailey to hold on to those belts so that they can have a match at WrestleMania that matters. Uh, nobody wants to see Nia Jax and Tamina with those belts. <laughs> no they one wants to see that. Nia Jax and Tamina. Moving on. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, no, I, I, I really uh, agree. <laughs> I, I know. That's why I, I figured I'd get no resistance from you on that one. But speaking of tag teams, Zero, like I said, a lot of tag teams, uh, a lot of tag team titles defended on this show. Uh, it's funny because now we have the women's tag team titles and they're being defended on this show, and as well they should be because there's a big deal about them. You can't immediately not have them on your big show. But... Typically, only one set of tag titles is defended, I guess, to kind of like thin out the, the 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 monotony of so many tag teams or whatever. Or maybe you have one defended on the pre-show, and that may happen here. We don't know. Probably not, though, and I hope not. But yeah, Raw tag team titles being defended, SmackDown tag team titles being defended, and the women's tag team titles being defended, not to mention a couple of other tag team matches thrown in as well. Uh, so we're talking about the SmackDown titles here. We're talking about the Usos. Uh, defending their titles against The Miz and Shane McMahon. The two men, they stole those title belts from, Darren. Yeah, and when, I mean, I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop for quite some time now with Miz and Shane. It has to happen Sunday, right? It has to happen at Fastlane. Sure, sure. We cannot have a united Miz and Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. It just can't be that way. I mean... I don't even know how you could tell that story, or I damn sure don't know why you would tell that story. <laughs> so they have to lose here, which sends them into complete and total tag team chaos where they have to fight each other to settle the score at WrestleMania. So it has to happen. It has to happen. So I got to pick the Usos to win, to, to, you know, to, to put the domino effect uh, into motion. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I mean, I don't really care about the match either way, but that just makes the most sense because they're obviously, again, we said it a couple times already on the show, you're setting up a Miz versus Shane McMahon thing for WrestleMania. I mean, no one even really wants to see that, but that's what you're doing, so go ahead and just do it. Uh, moving on, Raw Tag Team Titles. This match should be very, very good if they let it have its time. And they let it have its moment in the sun, as it were. The Revival, the current Raw Tag Team Champions, taking on Aleister Black and Ricochet and Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Now, I don't know why Aleister Black and Ricochet are on every show now, but they certainly <laughs> are. <laughs> they are on every show, and why are they even together? They're why are they a tag team? There's nothing about them that says they should be together. Nothing. It's not it's not even weird enough to be not weird. You know what I mean? It's like it's just it's like, well, it it just is. It just, here they are. It's sort of like when Shawn Michaels and Steve Austin were the tag team champions. It's like, what are you doing? To me, my example of like, what's this pairing is more like Dude Love and Steve Austin, but that was so weird that it wasn't weird. So, to, to go back to right. that. 
this exactly where this one's just like uh okay that's cool but why right now why every show and they're they seeming they're seemingly unbeatable uh that part's cool i like the fact that they're not going hey all right here's our next 205 live competitors i like the fact that they're treating them like heavyweight wrestlers which to me is very important because uh when you go with weight classes in Vince McMahon's world, if you weigh less, that means you matter less. And Alistair Black and Ricochet both should matter a whole lot when they uh, when they are on Raw and or SmackDown permanently. And uh, I think that's the best part of their appearance so far is that it feels like they're being treated properly. They're they're being given uh, their their due credence that uh, I would have never imagined they would have gotten, but they really do seem to be getting it. Yeah, I I don't mind them being on Raw and SmackDown and on this pay per view and you know wrestling and doing the good job they're always going to do. It's just why are they a tag team? That just makes no sense to me whatsoever. Oh, I, and it's I agree. it's going. I'll go back to Rusev and Shinsuke. I like them both individually. I don't care about them as a tag team because there's nothing. Nothing at stake. There's, there's, there's nothing anything. at stake. There's, there's nothing to care about. Right, right. So uh, As a tag team. Sure, sure. And the tag now, team of... Like you said, this should be the match of the night. It Potential, because sure. When the Revival is is unchained and they're let, uh, they're let to do what they can do, they are incredible wrestlers. They, they really did... They did revive tag team wrestling old school style in NXT. They haven't had the opportunity to do that uh, on the main roster yet, but this might be the night that they do that. They represent that old school tag team wrestling against rude and Gable who kind of represent this sort of, uh, I don't know, like loose and fast, but, uh, but at the same time, sort of a, a mat based style. And then you've got Alistair black and ricochet, who are like the flying Walendas. And, uh, you know, this could be an incredible matchup. I mean, because I can just see, like, Chad Gable. Okay, you know you got an awesome match if Chad Gable stands to be, like, the least impressive wrestler. And he is an incredibly impressive wrestler. Sure, sure. But, I mean, like, I can get excited just imagining, like, Chad Gable, like, German suplexing Ricochet halfway across the ring. And, you know, Dash Wilder getting in there with Aleister Black and Bobby Roo. Uh, man, this could be a killer match. Could be a, such a killer match. Could be, could be. But odds are they'll book it to where Ricochet and Aleister Black both have leg injuries. And uh, Root has lost <laughs> Root has lost his vision. Root's lost his vision. And the Revival, uh, Revival fall asleep in the, the corner and uh, Chad Gable just gets the easy victory. Uh, but I'm going to say the Revival retains in all this chaos. What do you think, Darren? Uh, not if they fall asleep in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> they were given opiates before the match. That goddamn no good, Chad Gable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Jim Ross is leaving WWE with a bang by saying, God damn, on the air. He doesn't care anymore now. God damn, I'm just a tag opiates. 
9-11 was an inside job. He just goes for it. He just says whatever <laughs> comes off the top of his head. Uh, oh, excuse my language, mama. Jet fuel doesn't melt still beans. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, dumb. Uh, revival to retain. What do you think, Darren? Yeah, Revival's got to retain, unless they're unless there's some weird plan that Aleister Black and Ricochet are the new hot thing in tag team wrestling, and that this is their launch pad for it, I think that the Revival have to retain. Well, if not for their involvement in the Dusty Rhodes Classic currently going, uh, it's not like they're going to have the Raw Tag Team Champions show up on NXT television as the Raw Tag Team Champions during the tag team uh, classic because i do think this is advertising the tag team classic and not the other way around which is why i say that um this no, is like right. you like you're these right. two as a tag team tune into nxt every week on the network Blah. Uh, i think that's what this is uh women's smackdown championship match here oscar who is your champion at least we forget it's hard to remember sometimes they can't focus on more than one women's story at a time apparently um, so Asuka is your champion, and she's taking on Mandy Rose. Uh, Mandy Rose already has a victory over Asuka on television, which is not cool. There was a time where they uh, protected their champions, Darren, and that time is long past. Uh, it was a non-title match, and it was a sneaky way to win, but still, it's like Asuka was an undefeatable badass a year ago, and now she's just kind of another pretty face on the roster basically at this point and that ain't cool man that ain't cool no it most definitely is not um but i i think that that uh, that loss was testing the waters here and i'm gonna go with a mandy rose upset here i'm gonna say mandy rose that vince mcmahon now she might lose the belt at wrestlemania she might lose the belt the night after, the Raw after WrestleMania, and, and, and just completely disappear and fade into the background if they don't like what she does at WrestleMania. But I bet you all the tea in China, Vince McMahon would love the idea of Mandy Rose being featured very prominently on all the WrestleMania buildup. And... That's only going to happen, really, if she's the champion. Because without a belt, you know, she's a decent wrestler, and she's certainly a pretty face. But do you put her on every poster if she's not the champion? I don't think you do. Right. Uh, I was going to say something similar to that, only the opposite. Uh, I was going to say Asuka. Okay. Asuka looks a lot better on a marquee for WrestleMania than Mandy Rose does. No doubt Vince McMahon's got bigger plans for Mandy Rose in the future. But at this point, people still aren't even really sure who she is. People still think she's Trish Stratus for some reason. Um, obviously, there are similarities. But uh, at this point, you don't make her champion going into Mania because it's kind of like, who's who's that? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of confusing. Also, you have Lacey Evans coming in now, who is a taller you know, version of Mandy Rose, more or less at this point, because she's, I'm just saying, she's another fit blonde who's even taller and actually has a lot more wrestling ability than Mandy Rose does. So it's kind of like, well, I'd rather push Lacey Evans than Mandy Rose at this point. Uh, Mandy Rose, no doubt, she has uh, a bright future ahead of her in WWE. But I, I think you're going you're gonna to pull the trigger way too quick. 
uh, if you go ahead and make her champion now going into Mania. And it's a disservice to her because she has a lot of learning and a lot of growing to do. Um, and Vince, you know, say what you want about Vince McMahon, he's not stupid. I think even he knows, like, Mandy Rose is not ready for a main, a fucking WrestleMania, you know, title belt defense. So I'm going to go with Asuka. All right. Well, now we know that we will not agree permanently, or permanently. <laughs> we will not agree completely. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> this is the deal breaker. It's over. <laughs> you go down the gauntlet. <laughs> Uh, no, but this is the only match we've picked differently so far, and um, and, and, the, and that's very differently. <laughs> Honestly, it's going to go one way, or it's going to go the other way, um, just like every match. Um, or and- just, or Darren again, it could just end in disqualification, and the belt stays put, but Oscar does lose. And then again, I said the name Lacey Evans. And it could be that she gets involved in the match somehow, which causes the DQ for both people. Ah! Uh, Rose versus Lacey Evans. Could do that. Or Asuka versus Lacey Evans, or who knows. But I don't know. Either way, Asuka's leaving with the belt. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Agree to disagree. Now, here at Fastlane, on the road to WrestleMania, we have a six-man tag match that I think is brilliant. I absolutely like this match, and we didn't know until very, very recently that this match was even possible, much less guaranteed. Well, for Roman a, Reigns. For, well, for a lot of reasons, yes, but the main one, of course. Well, yeah, the main one being, of course, Roman Reigns, his leukemia has gone into remission. He has a clean bill of health. Not just not just he's well, he's wrestling. He's back, everybody. And uh, he was absolutely resoundingly cheered. And I have to say, it warmed my heart. Aww. It really, it really did. As a person who never, who has never cared for Roman Reigns as a character and the trajectory of the career of that character following the original S.H.I.E.L.D. breakup. Now, I was always a fan of Roman Reigns as a part of the S.H.I.E.L.D., the original S.H.I.E.L.D. prior to their first breakup. But as someone who had gotten so sick of the Roman Reigns singles character and how Vince McMahon had forced it on us and pushed it on us and just absolutely tamped us down our throats with that character, I was sick of him to the point that I really had begun to resent Joe Anawai. And I have to say that, you know, I was kind of put in my place when he stepped back a few months ago uh, and took himself off television and relinquished the universal title because his leukemia had returned. Um, It forced me to check myself and, and realize that, This is the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. And the same person that could come on to this podcast and say that he hated Roman Reigns needed to be the same person who came on and said he in no way hated Joe Anawai and wished him the very best. Well, it's that same person that is talking at this very moment who was absolutely tickled pink to see Roman Reigns return and announce that he was healthy. That was pretty awesome. Well, he's back, and so is the Shield. 
Now, that's the wonky part of this whole thing is it's like, uh, okay, uh, Roman Reigns' real-life health issues aside, um, whatever happened to Dean Ambrose' departure, what happened to how many times is Dean Ambrose going to turn on them? And then, of course, we all forget the fact that Seth Rollins was the one who originally turned on the other two. So, what? Right. What if Roman turns on him this time? Ooh, he will turn, Darren. Um, wow. And then there's a lot of uh, unknowns here because, um, well, obviously, like you, like you just mentioned, Roman Reigns being out for medical reasons and coming back. There is the, still the issue of Ambrose and Rollins not getting along, kind of feuding right now. But then all of that was kind of like, nah, man. <laughs> now we have these jerks to worry about. Common enemy. Common Enemy is a, a strong motivator, and it's one of the best motivators in the world of wrestling. Uh, so easily enough, uh, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Lashley kind of ruffled the feathers of uh, Roman Reigns and uh, Ambrose and Rollins, and the Shield got back together that easily. The last time the Shield got back together again, it took quite a few episodes of Raw for them to do the, the fun fist thing that everyone wants them to do. And that audience is not happy until that fist thing is done. Um, <laughs> so... Well, hey, everybody loves to get fisted. Uh, well, uh, your word's not mine. Uh, so the Shield's not about together again. I think there's already a new The Shield t-shirt being made, which is insane. Because um, there was just a new t uh, The Shield t-shirt that was just made. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a good trio of people to pit them against. These are credible threats in Baron Corbin, Andrew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. See, again, I'm not a fan of Baron Corbin. I'm not really a fan of Bobby Lashley because, again, I'm not really interested in whatever WWE decides to do with them. But here, I like it because it's just meat, fighting meat, you know, and I think that's... I like yeah, I'm with you, man. I really like this, this yeah. team, too. And I like Baron Corbin. Um... I just can't get, I'm with you though. I can't get behind, I cannot get behind Bobby Lashley. I can't get excited by him. Uh, there's nothing intriguing about him. Um, but these three together, you're right. They just seem like, like a league of monsters. Sure. Like they, they seem like an old school, like a Heenan family or a dungeon of doom or some sort of weird power squad. Who's just here to wreak havoc. And like, Oh, the you know the it's like the shield is Hulkamania, and the, here's the the insurmountable uh, threat the the uh, uh, of these three monsters, and I think it's cool. Sure, I like this matchup. Well, you just mentioned the Heenan family, and this is a good that that's a good way to get these three to kind of work together. It's if you had a mouthpiece, you know, Baron Corbin's not bad at the microphone. He's not great either, but he's not bad. But if you gave them like a manager, it's like these three guys work together because they're all managed by the same person. That's what was so great about like the Heenan family or, you know, Fuji's guys or whoever, because they're all with the same person. Well, Leo Rush, do you do you do that? Do you no, Leo Rush? no, 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 no. You, <laughs> you, you, you forget all about Leo Rush and you send him back to 205 Live. Uh, so. Wow. As a match, though, I mean, like I said, this should be just a good old Fashkin uh, wrestling match here. And uh, I'm going to say the Shield probably is going to win this. Yes? Well, that's my pick. I can't imagine them losing. After all, the, after all this, they, first of all, the fact that they're so stinking babyface right now. 
Um, and the other guys are just so rotten-tastic as heels. Roman's, uh, you know, emotional, inspirational comeback, the, the reunification of this team. Unless it's all one big swerve where Roman turns heel, uh, the Shield has to win. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. I can't imagine them turning Roman heel. That would be like low, 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 low. And you'll you'll never get this kind of fan support for Roman Reigns ever again. You better ride that wave until it starts to turn back to the way it was. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say there's not going to be a heel turn. But another interesting note here is that apparently because of Roman Reigns returning and now this new angle with the Shield, Dean Ambrose might actually be re-upping his contract after all. So that's also a factor here as well. They have not been too kind to Dean Ambrose over the last couple months. So it'd be nice if they did something nice for uh, Ambrose, their former world champion. I'm sure Renee would appreciate that, right? Like, they're going to punish me if you leave, Dean. You know that. Um, so, yeah, the Shield hopefully wins. Coming up, we have a non-title match because neither one of these ladies have a title. Uh, you might think otherwise. You might think that one of these two is either the SmackDown or Raw champion at this point. Uh, but no, Charlotte Flair is taking on Becky Lynch. The stipulation being that if Becky wins the match, she gets to be added to the WrestleMania match against Ronda Rousey. So it'll be Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, and Becky Lynch in a triple threat match, uh, which will likely happen. Uh, speaking of titles, you might notice the Universal Championship, of course, not defended on this show, as well as the Intercontinental Championship and the U.S. Championship, which is now being what held. What the hell? Which is now being held by Samoa Joe. Uh, yeah, and uh, I don't mind Samoa Joe having that belt, other than the fact that now you've got that many belts every show has to be wrestlemania epic if you want to include them all uh the company's too big company's too big yes i think <laughs> we've we've, I mean, exce- we've far exceeded critical mass darren um can you imagine a show in a wwf show in 1997 or 1998 where three of the top belt well first of all they 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 didn't have 25 belts like they do now but just imagine that you had a show and only, only the tag team championships were defended and i don't mean your champions wrestled and the belts weren't on the line just that they're not on the show imagine a pay-per-view imagine going to survivor series in 1997, there you go. And Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, they're just not on the card. <laughs> right, right. No, no, you're, you're not wrong about that. Um, and I, I think at this point, and because, I mean, and actually, I'm glad you brought that up because this match is a perfect example of what I'm about to say here. Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch keep showing up on both shows, too, on Raw and SmackDown, even though we're led to believe these are different brands, which that's only ever really cool at around Survivor Series time. At this point, you need to stop with the brands. It needs to just be one roster, uh, you know. And the first thing you got to do is unify those tag team title belts. Because clearly, clearly they mean nothing if there's uh, multiple sets of tag team titles. Um, that would be one of the first things I did. And maybe even unify, I guess, yeah, go ahead and unify the women's title into one title. Um, and that's just the way it is. Keep the U.S. title in the IC belt because, again... 
that's fine. You, you can have two of those. Those are two separate entities. But literally, the tag team belts are just, on this show, there's champions. And on this show, there's champions. Women's belt is on this show, there's a champion. This show's champion. And again, get rid of the, get rid of the universal title and just have the WWE title. And that's it. So. Please get rid of that universal title. Nobody eats fruit roll-ups anymore anyway. Right. I mean, that that poor belt has been cursed from the start. And, uh, with not only uh, Finn Balor uh, relinquishing the belt because of health reasons, but also Roman Reigns doing the same exact thing. Uh, plus the, the Brock Lesnar holding it for way too long. Goldberg having it when no one thought he should have it. Kevin Owens having the belt when he never defended it and was like a cowardly champion. It's like, man, like this... This has not worked out. <laughs> it's time to cut your losses on this belt, guys. It really is. So that being said, this is non-title. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry about that rant, folks. Charlotte Flair taking on Becky Lynch. And this might be the last time we see these two in a singles uh, match. Who knows what the plan is after WrestleMania. I don't know how long Ronda Rousey is going to exist, if at all, after WrestleMania at this point. A lot of things happening on Twitter. A lot of things being said that uh, WWE higher-ups are not too happy with. Is it real? Is that real? doesn't matter if it's real or not. You can't call wrestling fake. You can't do it because it, it it's true, but you're not supposed to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. We all know that Santa Claus isn't real, Darren, but when someone says it, it's still kind of like, yeah, you don't have to say it, I know. Like, stop trying to take the joy out of something I enjoy. You know what I mean? It's kind of that thing. Like, you and I are grown men. You know, we've known for many, many years that wrestling is not real, but whenever someone says it, it's always like, hey, fuck you. You know what I mean? (laughs) Still. No, I know, I know. Sure. Um... So what I I just I'm confused. Uh, I thought that everybody, you know, when all those reports came out a couple months ago, the oh Ronda's done after WrestleMania. First of all, I was like, no, she's not, because no, she's not. Two, why would they? Three, she signed a three-year contract, you know. But now, who is she? Jim Ross? Yeah. <laughs> We're assuming WWE will still be around in three years, Darren. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Well, I certainly hope they are because, you know, what are we going to bitch about if there's no WWE? (laughs) All we're going to do is like everything. Oh, man, did you see that AEW show? It was great. It was great. All episodes are 10 minutes long from here on on out. (laughs) Oh, man, so good. Oh, man, Will Ospreay, so good. Oh, man. All right, that's it. Nah, 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 nah. All right, that's it. That's how you know. That's now the show normally ends. Uh, <laughs> we're very disorganized. Uh, but this match right here, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, they fought many, many times before, and they're probably destined to fight many, many times here on out. And Becky Lynch has to win this match to win her chance to be involved in WrestleMania. There's no other way to get her involved in a way that people are going to care about. And you can put Ronda Rousey in this as much as you want. The real fight is between Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, whether you like it or not. Um, so, obviously, you don't want to take Becky Lynch out of the WrestleMania picture. You're going to have to get her in there, so Becky Lynch gets the victory. Absolutely. Becky has to win this match. I want her to win this match. I want to see her wrestling more. I love all of her extracurricular activities, but I want to see that attitude, that face, that grimace, uh, and that swagger, that flaunt, if you will, 
that goes along with being the man. I like to see it inside the squared circle with her in her gear. And I think that she beats Charlotte. She earns her way back into the main event of WrestleMania, which I wish were a singles match between Becky and Ronda. But you know what? I'll take it as a triple threat, also including Charlotte. Um, but Charlotte definitely would be on the short end of things on this night. That only leaves us with one match, Darren. It is a title match for the WWE Championship. If this is the main event... This might be the first time the WWE Championship has been main event in a very, very long time. If not for Elimination Chamber, sadly. Uh, Daniel Bryan defending his title. He is the planet's champion, you know. Defending his title against Kevin Owens. And as we all recall, it was supposed to be Kofi Kingston in this match. But Kevin Owens coming out of nowhere and getting that opportunity. Snagging it away from Kofi. And now we have Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. Which, who can be upset about that? Well, obviously, people who would rather have see Kofi Kingston in this situation, but as far as having two wrestlers in a match, Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens, forget about it. Oh, yeah. Now, we said about the other match, the uh, triple threat tag team match, stealing the show. Well, your headliner, your main event, should never, quote-unquote, steal the show. It should be the show. It should be the raison d'etre of the card. It should be the piece de resistance. Right? It should be the omelette du fromage. <laughs> yes. And other French phrases. Um, <laughs> but uh, that being said, it could be. It should be. It's Daniel Bryan. It's Kevin Owens. It's Ring of Honor. It's 15 years ago. Right? This is, this is indie wrestling come home to roost. This is Vince McMahon's worst nightmare coming true, but I think most wrestling fans dream coming true. Yeah, I mean, you got two wrestlers who are very capable and can definitely go. I mean, I could see Kevin Owens getting the belt from Daniel Bryan, but again, I don't like title changes going right into Mania because it doesn't mean as much at WrestleMania itself. Uh, and I'm not sure how I feel about this new Kevin Owens who's like, you know what, Daniel, you're not being very nice to these people. <laughs> it's just weird. When Kevin Owens is a good guy. Um, and uh, why no one has dunked Daniel Bryan into a recycle bin by now, I will never know. Yes. If, if this were 1998 Attitude Era, there would have been a recycle bin match where the obviously it's a casket match, but instead of that, it's a recycle bin. Um, you know how they do it, right? You know the only character on the roster that could do it at this point would be Kane. You bring Kane back, first of all, because of the history that he has with Daniel Bryan. Second of all, for the era that Kane comes from. Sure. And he's carrying Daniel Bryan, and he goes, and you're like, you're like he's pull, let's say he's pulling Daniel Bryan by his hair, and they're backstage, and he's banging him into the wall, and he's banging him into a chain link fence, and then there's like a series of trash cans, and he's banging his head on all these trash cans, and 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 he starts to throw him in a trash can. And he stops, and by he I mean Kane. Kane stops and looks at the camera and then steps one garbage can over to the recycling bin. There you go. There. There you that's go. How you do it. Yeah. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. And the fact that Daniel Bryan threw away the actual WWE title into a trash can and not a recycling bin was also a misstep. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Darren. But anyway. 
This is a wrestling match. Do you think Daniel Bryan's going <laughs> to drop the belt going into WrestleMania? Of course not. Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. Well, we only disagreed about that one match. Wow. The Mandy Rose Oscar match. Leave it to women to tear us apart, Darren. Love will tear us apart. <laughs> so that is our fast lane preview. That is our fast lane head to head. Head to head. Where again, we agree on everything except for that SmackDown Women's Championship match between Asuka and Mandy Rose. That'll be a decider. Uh, but we are not infallible. We make mistakes. It could be, we made a lot of mistakes in Elimination Chamber. It was depressing. Um, but that is, uh, what we think. Those are our thoughts going into Fastlane, which of course is the Fastlane to WrestleMania. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let us know. There's a lot of ways you can let us know. Find us on Twitter at Refn Show Podcast. That's R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Find us on Facebook. Like and share. We would appreciate that. If you want to send us a Gmail, you can send us a Gmail at the whole ref and show at gmail.com. T-H-E-W-H-O-L-E-R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. Or, or you can always find us on Instagram at the whole ref and show. T-H-E-W-H-O-L-E-R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W. The whole ref and show. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us on our 120th voyage into the sea of wrestling. And uh, looking forward to WrestleMania, the more and more. It's taken me a while to get that WrestleMania fever. And I, I won't, I'm not saying I'm going to break out in the cold sweats in the next couple of weeks, but I am looking more forward to it. So hopefully we got a nice card building up for Mania. Uh, also, the whole Triple H and Batista angle is actually going to be pretty interested in that. I think that's pretty well done. And, uh, yeah, a lot to look forward to. A lot more announcements. Who else is going into the Hall of Fame? We'll probably find out someone else by the next episode. We'll find out. When we do, we'll let you know. Hashtag dear listeners. By the way, my name is Perry Smith. And I am the incredible badass that is Darren Beasley. And we're going to see you next week where we'll do it once more. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. And here at Fastlane, on the road to WrestleMania, we have... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ has come back to fight!